Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Swamp Thing. One Man Thing. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You're home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 169. <laughs> That's the appropriate uh, episode for Giant Size Man Thing. Nice. I almost made that joke. And now I have made it. I almost didn't make it. Aren't you proud of me? I am proud of you. Okay. My, That's good. I'm, you're a, big, my, I'm you're, a big boy. You're my good boy. Aww. You're my good, nice, Aww. good, nice, sweet boy. Hey, Hansomites. How you guys doing? You cannot possibly be as stupid as we are. It's, it'd be hard. It, it would be a it, challenge. It's, it's a, it, there's a difficulty rating of five. Out of five. That's out of five. Mm-hmm. Not out of ten. We will be discussing the first three volumes of Wet Moon by Sophie Campbell in Nerdboy Book Club. You need your, you need some goth in your life. Mm-hmm. I, I could, it's a, it's a good source for vitamin it's goth. Vitamin goth, that's adorable. Uh, but before we get there, Eric, mm-hmm. we have comic books that came out this week to talk about. Can I can I just put this out there? You sound like you need to stop and build a fire. I have to turn off the heater because it's too loud. <laughs> poor, poor man. <laughs> Why don't you recount what you told me oh. before we started recording? Oh, it's it was negative forty plus forty. I guess forty negative forty wind chill the other night, and now it, it's yeah. just it's a mere like negative eleven outside. So that's that's not it's not that cold, uh, but it hits negative twenties in nighttime. It's not even Cuban cold here anymore. It was it was fairly warm during the day. <sighs> I podcast to stay warm is what this yes. is. What, this is how I stay warm. I think it's actually if you're turning the heat off, it's the exact opposite. You, are you, you sure? About ninety nine percent sure. Yes. Okay. All right. What? But there. You, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> How about some comics? Okay, we can move on to our first segment. It is time for Weekly Floppies. <laughs> weekly Floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved. Depends how mushy we are. We've been known to be mushy from time to time. That's what I've heard. Our first comic of the week is Motor Crush, number one. Created by Brendan Fletcher, Cameron Stewart, and Babs Tarr. Lettering by Aditya Bidikar, logo, publication design, graphic captions by Tom Mueller. With special thanks to Nate P- Nate, Nate Pikos of Blambot. He didn't actually do anything. We just wanted to thank him. I mean, he's a good... I like him on Twitter. He's a good Twitter guy. No, follower. no, Nate, he's, a, he's an awesome dude. I'm just being stupid. Uh, Much anticipated, highly hyped. Mm-hmm. Creators of Batgirl, uh, Batgirl of Burnside's... Where's how does it how does it hold up to your expectations, Eric? Uh, it's okay. 
Like it, it, I don't know. Like it's, it looks nice, but I think Batgirl looked nicer and it's, it's fun. I mean, it's a, it's a first issue. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like new series, they're never quite the tour de force first issue that you expect them to be. It's not, I, I don't know. I guess there's just too many new properties and so many of them are just destined to be kind of middle of the road. I, I this just, is, it's I, I, fine. I was going to like the problem with following a lot of creators on Twitter mm-hmm. is that they end up retweeting all of the reviews that are like 10 out of 10 glorious. Yeah. The most, of course, and of, of course they would, of course they would. Do no, that. why, why would you like, Oh, here's a, Here's all the really shit reviews. That's something Zadarsky would do, but that's like the only person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't. I I think I like it. Yeah. I can I can, I can say I like it. I I think there are a few things about it that I I I dislike. Um, but nothing like that's overwhelming or anything. It's just I think some of the some of the the words they use to like try and make it feel futuristic like mm-hmm. future slang i don't ever i almost never enjoy that um come on robbie this is so this is so wizard annie <laughs> you confirm my belief uh but it's you know it i i like you know it it does it doesn't commit any like terrible number one issue sins it does it introduces you to the, the main characters and focuses really mainly mm-hmm. on on uh okay, why do i names Names are hard. Help me. Uh, let's, you learn a million characters a week. You're gonna Swift is her last name. Yeah, Domino. Taylor, Taylor Swift. It's Domino, right? Domino's. It's it's, it's Taylor Swift. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Cricket. Domino. Taylor Swift's middle Domino, name is Cricket. It's Domino Swift. It, yeah, she's also known as Cricket on the underground <laughs> drag racing for. What is that? What is this? What does that do? That thing, the pink it's a, drugs. I don't know. Is it they, sounded like they were saying they're putting it in their fucking cars. Exactly. But then so she starts, like, but then it makes a dude drink. They force it to that one guy to drink it and he explodes. He explodes. Really? Like not a little explode. He like, he really explodes. Mm-hmm. He fists explode. to the North Star explodes. He, <laughs> he manga explodes. Yeah. On anime explodes. Uh, he, he grows a he grows a mohawk and his head blows up. But then she, and then but everyone else talks like obviously it's not good for people. So yeah, they put it mm-hmm. and then they uh, they allude to it. Some guy using it in his car or motorcycle and then he crashes and dies in the sometime in the past in the same track that we are going to be seeing them race at some later date. But I'm still I think that is the I'm intrigued. I like it. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep breeding it. Probably, I, I just, I, I, I'm. What you say about Batgirl looking better? I, I feel like it is. Like, I think everything they, the look in this is purposeful. I want to mm-hmm. say, like, I don't think they. Just, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it looks bad. No, it looks good. It's just, it's not as clean mm-hmm. as Batgirl was, and maybe, no, and it, I. That feels like a decision. Yeah. I don't know if I like it, but I don't know. It it certainly is kind of a grimy world, especially when they get down to the mm-hmm. the underground stuff. And I I, I don't know. I, it's still feeling itself out. It feels like this is just a small part, picture of a, a larger world that we're going to be seeing. Mm-hmm. 
and that creative team is very still very good at everything they do. At I'm I'm a buy just on knowing how good yeah. they are and how I like it. It's I don't love it. I think that's where I'm I'm, I'm down to. Do you think this is did it, does it say where this is set? If it did, I did not catch it. It looks like it's set in Miami. I I had you know it's a it's racing. It looks like it looks like Miami, like it's super Miami. There are, there are palm trees, yeah, yeah. That are well, I mean not just like that, but like SoCal or something like that. Uh no. no 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 no. You look at the those streets look like the streets of Miami, like a hundred percent. Well, I assume I they know. move maybe around it's, a maybe lot. It's just for, the, uh, maybe it's just the color palette that's making me think that. I assume maybe their home base is there, but then they probably would have to move around for the maybe races. so. I don't know. Are you are you a firm buyer or not? <sighs> it's tough for me. I think the things that I enjoy most are the silly uh, parts at the end, little extra inserts there. It, mm. it it's fine. I'm not excited about this book. It is. I don't know. It, it's right now. It's a. It's like a B minus. You know. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm like a buy with like a one on on the mush meter. Okay. I have a feeling like issue three, maybe four or five, the end of this arc. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's kind of got all the right elements. It just it might just take a minute to really become something interesting, or to show us that it's you know just gonna be really predictable and not really do a whole lot but yeah okay double buy motor crush number one with a mush meter of 0.5 drinking yourself a hot toddy there buddy it's a coke zero you should probably make a hot toddy i've been drinking some boozy eggnog (laughs) eggnog's weird it is I was going to say, you can't argue with that. No, I don't. No, eggnog <laughs> is a weird drink that I just happen to enjoy. I'm not going to. It's de- so strange that you enjoy it. I, strange to me. It's like a, a eggy milkshake. Mm-hmm. I like. You've, you've, you've said that. I like both of those things, so. So do I, just not together. <laughs> uh, our next book is Batman number 12, written by Tom King, pencils by Mikhail Janin. Inks, Mikhail Janin, Hugo Petrus, June Chung on colors, Clayton Cowles on letters. I, I, you know, I'm reading Batman anyway. We might as well talk about it, right? It's, it's, I like following along with it. Um, I, what do you, what do you think about this issue, Eric? So the, the whole, yeah, it's, it's a, it, just Batman, just, this is like watching someone play the Batman video game where he just beats up huge crowds of people. Mm hmm. Like in like grapples up this parapet and then dives next to mm-hmm. sharks and and then all the time we're reading like a heartfelt letter to Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> While he's beating the crap out of dozens of men. Mm-hmm. There's there's a good a, a lot of men. There are a lot of men. They all are unconscious. Mm-hmm. Getting their ass kicked. I I just I find the this man. I am suicide. Yeah, I know. I like half love it and half I'm uneasy. It's like very audacious and I kind of like it. I like that idea, but I don't know. Why don't you know? I don't know. it. It's an unknown unknown. What in the, what in the hell do you mean? <laughs> do, you, do you not? Are you the Donald Rumsfeld quote? 
I, I, are you familiar with that? <laughs> I didn't know Donald Rumsfeld said it. The yeah. idea of like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, that idea probably existed before, of course, before Donald Rumsfeld, but I mean, yeah, the, there's, there's things we know we know, and then there's things we know that we don't, there's things we know we don't know, but there's mm-hmm. also things we don't know that we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Very. It's an, it's an unknown unknown. It is an unknown. What does this unknown. Ha- What does this have to do with Batman? I don't you know. Silly bastard. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what I, I can't necessarily divine. What feels? What's is it? Is it feel in character to Batman to you? Does it? Does it feel in character to Grumpy Frown Face uh, Bat Dad? Yeah. To, I mean, yeah, I mean that's the whole idea is w- with with Batman that there's something that's wrong with him. Mm-hmm. You know, like why in the hell else would you dress up like a bat and have a stupid like car with wings on it and just swing from buildings and crouch on a gargoyle? And he's uh, it's all it's all an act. It's all a, a, a gag. It's it's a preposterous thing, and you know. I don't know. Rationally, like it's a death wish. I, 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 I don't know. I was going along with it. Okay. I think it's fine. Okay. I wonder, like, I don't know. Is that, it's certainly a way to explain away why Batman would be doing this. But like, is that, is that really interesting? I mean, is that, I, I, I don't know. Do we really need to mine really any deeper into the mind of someone who decided when he was 10 years old that he was going to become Super Ninja and beat people up forever? I, I, I don't know. I, is, that, is, is that what the fun of Batman is? Can I interrupt you again? <laughs> Stop talking. Talk. Uh, well, thank you, sir. Uh I don't know. That's, I think that's, that, uh, I think you did a good job at eluc- elucidating my problem. Yeah. I, I don't, it's, it's interesting. I feel like, yeah, that makes a, that makes a bit of sense, but maybe it's just a little too self-reflective. Maybe that, mm-hmm. I don't know, Batman. I think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like, I, that is, is there any depth beyond that? Like that's insightful, but it's insightful into something that's like pretty shallow. Well, that you mean like he? Oh, well, I was gonna kill myself when I was a child, mm-hmm. but instead of doing that, I, I, I used that as a metaphor, and now I am the instrument of justice. Yeah, I find it in. I, I mean, I think that if you use it correctly, I think that's interesting. I think, and that's why I think I'm. Ultimately, I enjoyed this issue because at the when he's, you know, again, it's coming back to like, hey, Catwoman's really interesting in this, and mm-hmm. I feel like Batman going like, ult- like him ultimately rejecting no murder, you can't kill people re- regardless of what they've done, and th- that he needs to know what, like, he needs to know the truth of what Catwoman has done, like what the real, like the real reason he has to satisfy his own. Does he, he regardless if she believes what she has said, he needs to know if if it's the truth or not. And I think mm. that's that's ultimately what is fascinating about this to me. Like it, this has become the Batman Batman and Catwoman relationship comic. Yes, which 
I thought I didn't I thought I wasn't interested anymore, but I feel like this has rejuvenated that interest for me. So we talked it out. I think I'm a buy. <laughs> Why is Batman on his knees in front of Bane? I didn't he, see him like get hit or pushed down or He was he punched all those guys and, and then he's tired. He's tired. He's, he's tired. sleepy. He's sleepy. He's taking a he's taking a bat nap. They do show like blood streaming from his face earlier in the book. So you know he's fought like through he has fought through like hundreds of men. So he's just like mm-hmm. he he's like walked up and like couldn't help but fall over. He's so tired. Yeah. He he's you know he's just a man. Mm-hmm. Just a Batman. Bane's still naked. But Bane is a, a naked man. <clears throat> Sitting on a bunch of head bones. Mm-hmm. I believe they are called skulls. What are you, a doctor? I dabble. Okay. You you bought uh, Surgery Simulator. I have it. Three different versions of it, actually. Of course you do. They're of like, course you do. They were like a dollar. Am <laughs> I not supposed to buy games that are a dollar? I didn't. But I need to look at, look at my library and see that they're there. That's That's really the whole point. Are you a buy? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Tom Tom King, Batman scaling a castle. Nonsensical crazy stuff. Batman swimming past a shark. Naked dude sitting on the old head bones. Cool. Why not? Cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's a double buy on Batman number 12. Our next book is somewhere on my iPad. That is a terrible name for a book. Who released that? Kieran Gillen. <laughs> What a loser! It's a bit. It's about his uh, his iTunes library, isn't it? It's all puns. <laughs> this just writes itself. <laughs> all right, this is Doctor Star Wars: Colon Doctor Afra Number One, written by Karen Gillan, Art Kev Walker, colors Antonio Fabella, letters Joe Carmagna. This uh this character was apparently in the we I think we read exactly one issue of the Darth Vader comic, uh, which has apparently been very good. But uh this this Doctor Afra character was uh featured in that comic, and now she's getting her own book. What do you think? You're Mr. Um, you're Mr. Star Wars. I'm I'm not really Mr. Star Wars. Uh, I'll tell you what I like about this book. Karen Gillan uh continues to be a very good and technical technically skilled writer there is a black wookie that beats the shit out of some guys there is a black c3po that kills a dude from a mobius comic <laughs> i was going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> he totally is <laughs> he looks just like a mobius drawing <laughs> I was gonna ask you like what comic the the big chin dude came from and you already have pinned it, so now I looked at that guy, I saw him in his first panel, and I'm like, what the fuck is this Mobius looking motherfucker doing here? And I love like he takes his hat off. <laughs> He's got a giant gunhead song going, Oh, it's so good. I love that. He's so stupid looking, it's fantastic. And the friggin' Wookiee headbutts that guy. Oh, God. There's, I, uh, I don't know. I don't dislike her. I like the backup story. Okay. Um, I find it interesting, at least. Academia is weird. Making, yes, yes, it is. 
making make I mean not that this is a- absolutely representative of it but Star Wars academics academia. are strange no no <laughs> academics are just like this the at, at, <laughs> there's a story that um um Neil deGrasse Tyson told about basically he had to change schools because his committee decided they didn't like him so they just basically decide oh you're you never get to be a doctor I don't know. Academia, academia is super weird. It is. I, um, I, I like this comic. I, I think it is. Yeah. It is. I think this issue is a good. It, like I have. I had only heard that she was in the in the Darth Vader comic. I haven't read it. So uh, this is she's new to me. And I think this does a pretty good job at introducing her and her supporting cast. It it feels very Star Warsy. I mean, I feel like it is successfully integrated in that world i think part of that is the goofiness we just kind of touched yeah. on uh um, yeah and like an evil c-3po is a dumb idea but it's a dumb idea i can get behind mm-hmm. um i don't i it is i i it, you're i think it it's only fall is that it doesn't have like a deeper there's no like deeper arc that's pushing the, that's pushing the story, like pushing the story and giving. I think it's missing a little bit of tension. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I think I would like a a big bad or something other than oh her dad has found her. Like I because I, I don't know who that is and it doesn't mean anything yeah. to me really. No, uh, it is completely a, a a meaningless way to end the book. But I think I'm a buy just because I did I enjoyed it you know thoroughly like it's fun and he you're I Karen Gillan is a very competent technical comic book like he knows exactly like here this is mm-hmm. but these and uh it, it it still staggers me when when we get a kev walker book because there was that one new avengers comic that he drew that looked bad that was a long time ago same guy huh yeah and, and i now, remember making fun of it so much and then but this is like it looks nice it it's it, it does look good and it's like it just makes me kind of hate the scheduling of the like these artists yeah. are good when yet when they're forced to move quickly. I have a feeling that is a, the problem a lot of the times. Uh, just just if they if they're forced to draw like shit, amazingly enough, stuff looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm a buy. Yeah, I I I do I do also enjoy this book. I don't weird weird Mobius head guy biting it. Evil Wookies, evil C three POs, evil R two like technically, but e- we don't yeah, really get he's, anything. He's also he's an evil R two. Yeah, it's awesome. I feel like she is easily the least interesting part of this. So I kind of hope I was. Ex- I mean, I think that that's what the thing is. Is we kind of we got all the other characters save the cat moments. We didn't get one from her. Yeah, she's- we're supposed to come into this knowing who the hell she is. And that's kind of my beef with this. Yeah. I think she's, I, I think after an arc, it won't matter. Like, I yeah, think that no, it won't. The, we'll have a story in under, under our belts with her and we'll, you'll have a good idea of who she is. But I think there's enough flavor in there that I don't necessarily mind. Um, next book. Oh, it's a double buy. Dr. Afra number one. Next book. Thank is, you. I telling me that I right, good. Uh, the unworthy, <laughs> the unworthy Thor number two, written by Jason Aaron, art Oliver Olivier Coit Pell, colorist Matthew Wilson, letter and production Joe Sabino. 
In, in, in the unworthy Thor number one, we asked the question, will Thor ever get his shirt back? What's the answer? The answer is apparently not. <laughs> Never! No! Uh, we get, uh, we get BRB coming back with his horse head, looking creepy. Mm-hmm. We get Dream. BRB. We get n- n- Nightmare Gore the God Butcher, which I didn't know I needed more gore in my life, but I, I don't Are can't. I'm surprised that you thought you didn't need more gore in your life. Well, I feel like, you know, I think his story was the perfect length. I feel it was, like it, it was pretty damn near perfect, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Gore the God Butcher was amazing. Uh but <laughs> seeing uh, that is pretty heavy, like literally and figuratively, the Thor just hanging out with Mjolnir caving in his chest. That was really scary. <laughs> no, that was horrifying, but the artist did an amazing job making that look creepy. Oh god. Uh it's No. That that upset me a little it, bit to look at it. It's unsettling. Yes it is. And like the idea that there's an unmovable object just perched on you and it is mm-hmm. crushing you and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do to your god. Um we get the collector and a new hammer and Yeah, the ultimate Thor hammer. Ultimate hammer. And ominous, hey, maybe this will be the one he can... But nope, he gets shot. Uh, And Thanos. Man, Jason Aaron, don't ever stop writing Thor. Mm -hmm. Write Thor forever. It's, uh, man knows what he's doing. Yeah, and Koipel's art is... Man, his artists, every artist Aaron works with, are Mm -hmm. all just top-notch and gorgeous. I think Jason Aaron has basically proved himself that if he's not being paired with the top talent, there's like, why even, what are you thinking? Like, he said Ribic, Dot, Russell Dotterman, Koipel, like, all these guys, they, uh, it's almost like you get, like, two amazing people to do a comic book. It's almost like it makes it amazing. I'm a buy. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Aaron Thor books forever. Forever, son. Thor ever. <laughs> oh damn. Did you, did you read the letter section? I did not. Just 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 take a look at it real quick. Why do they use that word? Hmm? No. Okay. Just just look. I was now I was going I was I was moving. That poor little alien kid, dear God. Oh, actually yeah, a well. question? Yes. And no. Goats. Go, go, goats, goats, goats. Yes. Goats. Yes. Goats, goats. So, there's, there's, a, there's a letter in this that is seriously like one, two, three, four, uh, four paragraphs of just the word goats over and over, and one paragraph that's just the word goats with an exclamation point. Someone's an idiot. <laughs> We're double by on the unworthy Thor number two. Next, the Avengers number two. Written by Mark Wade, art Mike Del Mundo, colors Mike Del Mundo with Marco De Afonso, letters Corey Pettit. Um, Kang, so many Kangs. Mm-hmm. Kang orang. Kang, a lot of Kangs. We get Herc Hercules with uh, who is that? That's uh, who's the the lady? Um, the Oracle, Sybil the Oracle. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's gaudy fun. Mm-hmm. That's what this comic is. Yeah. Like, I've been a fan of Del Mundo for, for, uh, for since, I think, 
where where's the last the thing we I first saw him in draw? Oh, it was before he did Weird Weird World. Was that the yeah? First that was thing? that's the first thing that stuck out to me. Yeah, we had probably seen stuff before that. Probably, but that it certainly made me think about him pretty much every time there's a book mm-hmm. that he's drawing. And now, I don't know this. This is like a a really it it's not afraid to be like I think that's the thing that's his his art has always been they've always utilized him in a more like here's like really strange layouts and like weird storytelling. And this Mm -hmm. is a little bit more constrained on in that front, but it is, it allows it to be like goofy and like the word garish, which I think we've, I think you are the first person. We throw it around. We throw it around a lot. I know, but it's a good word. And especially for this, it feels like the, uh, I think Hercules just gets hit in the back and like bounces off of, a wall or something and mm-hmm. there's a big uh, sound effect it uh what is it it is Fatoom! and like he like it's like in the, it's a good comic booky sound it, effect yeah and kang is like one of the kangs i think is the centurion he like like it takes like a baseball swing at him and it's like a little bit of looney tunes flavor mm-hmm. in the middle of this temporal time vortex stuff and it's a nice mix of the a little bit of fun and goofiness in this. It's not afraid of that. I I, I kind of like wish that it was more overblown. And when you talk about the parts where it feels reserved, those are the ones that I think I I like the least. They kind of make this feel limited to me. The parts where it's just big and crazy, mm-hmm. I enjoy a lot. And I feel like Weird World was way more of that. Yeah, it was. I felt like it worked a lot better. This feels, I don't know, when it's big and crazy and he's going all over the place, it feels tighter and better, even though it's like, it feels better composed, I suppose. But when it's like, it, it, I don't know. I guess there's just some parts that work and some don't. And the ones that seem to work for me are like the really big, crazy ones. I think it is – that is a measure of – I'm not I'm, – I, of course, I don't really know, uh, but I, I feel like this is an Avengers book. Right. And so they would like, you know, have it a little bit more measured than uh, their, his work on Weird World or his work in – was it Scarlet Witch? book i think it was yeah the, like that was both of those books had very similar like crazy like multi-paneled like layouts built out of like like extra dimensional whatever and like you know yeah. using the settings of those books to kind of inform how the pages looked and i think this is kind of a half measure between a normal layout like a typical artist would do versus a Del Mundo just kind of doing his thing. Uh, I, I have a, I'm not sure if that's m- calculated or not. Uh, like to make it more superhero-y, which those other books aren't really superhero comics. I mean, they're set in the Marvel universe, but Weird World is not a superhero comic. Mm. Weird, Weird World was a barbarian, like a Conan comic in like the Savage Land or something. I don't like it's whatever. Plus schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, I don't. I am a buy. I, I like this comic a lot. I I think it succeeds in a lot of ways. I, I I don't know. Like they seem they split up the Avengers team into like, hey, it's the kids, and then here's the adults. 
and it feels even like they're purposeful in the artists they chose are like are totally direct like del mundo is like here this is the adult comic and they put uh ramos on the kids comic like it's purposeful it seems mm-hmm. uh i'm a buy i like i wish you know i i don't know it 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 could be crazier, I think, but I, I, I'm, I'm sitting back here quietly wishing for crazier. I, I want, I, I want more of like this page where Kang is splitting into three people, mm-hmm. and there's just like mouths and 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 like eyeball beams going everywhere. Yeah. I want more of that. I'm. I wonder if we're going to, I mean, this is only the second issue of this arc. I wonder if they're going to go into full on, like if it's like escalation of like, as time gets weirder, what we're going to get. I, that's, that's what I'm rooting for. But like, yes, just completely just go ape shit. That's what I'm, I'm really, I'll be holding my breath waiting for it. I'm just a buy. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a double buy, Avengers number two. Finally, our last book of the week is Nova, number one. Written by Jeff Loveness and Ramon Perez. Art, Ramon Perez. Colors, Ian Herring. Letters by Comic Crafts, Albert DeShane. Rich Ryder is back, officially. Mm-hmm. That's what they tell me. But there's something. Something's not right um, with him, clearly. Or with his powers, or, or something. Because there's creepy stuff crawling at the corners that like I'm I normally I would want these two to just meet up immediately and get this book started I think in most situations where it's like hey obviously these two are going to be teaming up and doing stuff I just want to get that over with but both of them individually are I like I think are telling interesting enough stories that I don't care I think yeah I Sam as this <laughs> calling out ego the living planet as a big weird thing i think is what we need yeah got to you got to embrace the weirder parts of uh the marvel universe i think it can't just be all about hawkeye playing with his dog but i like rich rider uh i really enjoyed the awkward talking to the girl <laughs> bit that was really funny <laughs> You got her name wrong. Now you will die alone, and you will deserve it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm intrigued by both half of these equations. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I think it looks really nice. Uh, what do you think about the art, Eric? I think we've only read one other Perez book, actually. Yeah, it. Uh, he. It, it, it's weird in that it feels fairly inconsistent. There's this whole middle part that almost seems like a different artist yeah i think that i mean i think that's just his... were there artists in this no it's just him that's really strange to me i think it just that's a the, st- the the style shift to like separate the dream sequences from it just doesn't look like the rich writer stuff i think maybe it's just that he's not doing a good job drawing kids because the, the faces feel like too angular too cheek bony it just doesn't work for me. Need a little bit softer. Yeah. Little, and I, I obviously, I don't, I don't mean the cartoony stuff with like the scorpion trying to mm-hmm. give that girl a Valentine and <laughs> and and Thanos. He's lonely. And old man, of course he's lonely. He wants to 
He wants to get with death, apparently. I'd like Apocalypse with a big Valentine. Yeah. I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you too. I, I'm a buy. I like this comic. It, it's it's a lot of fun, um, honestly, and it's a really nice looking book. I think uh, I think it is worth your money. I I'm like I I when the Rich Rider went solo as the last member of the Nova Corps in that whole era, I was buying it religiously, and I am all aboard the Rich Rider train. So I'm. I want to know what I want to know. What kind of dark weirdness does infiltrated his Nova powers? Uh, with weird eyeballs. If the cancer verse is, has he been infected? Has Nova been infected by the cancer verse? That'd be bad. He looks like a zombie on the cover. So you think this is a bullshit cover? No, I put this one in the clear kind of. Hey, this cover is a metaphor camp. They're my rules. I make them up. That's fine. You insane person. Yeah. Double buy on Nova number one, and I'm I'm legitimately happy that Rich Rider is back. That's that's interesting. I never read any of that uh, any of that Nova stuff. I just was only familiar with him because I used to read New Warriors when I was a kid, and that was possibly my favorite comic uh, uh, back then. Speedball. I like Speedball. I like Speedball. He's fine. Yeah. To he punches it. stuff and then he bounces. Mm-hmm. How about how about how about penance? Did not really read any penance books, nor did I. When I discovered they did that, I was like, "It's not necessarily very good." Uh, (laughs) Hey, we need another character that has spikes Mm -hmm. that only can his powers work when he's in pain. That's not awful. Uh, (laughs) Let's take a really happy guy and make him really angry, sad. Uh, that'll be it for this week. There'll be more comics next week, I promise. Or maybe not. You're right. The world might end. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the bar of the show where Eric and I talk about things we've been doing for the past week or so. Things we've seen or done or played or watched. Recommendations or anti-recommendations. Eric, what's up? What you been doing? What's up with you, buddy? How you doing? I watched Westworld. Oh, yeah? Yeah, all of it. All of it? Ten episodes. Is it, is it a thing I need to watch? I think you, you already told me that. You should, yeah, I finished. I I think I sent you that text like, hey, are you watching this? You should watch it. I think that was four episodes in. <laughs> I watched all ten. Yeah, you should watch that show. That's a good show. You want to talk You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, Westworld is a, it's, the first season's over. It's on, it's an HBO show. Uh, it has it. It's based on the film from the seventies. I think it was the seventies. The original Westworld. I think it was came out in the seventies. I want to say, but it it you know it takes. It is certainly not like hey we are rebooting it. They just take that very vague kind of same premise and do their own thing with it. Uh, wherein very very it's the future. Uh, theoretically, it's it. There's very 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 rich people on Earth who are bored. And so what they do is they go to this theme park where uh, they kind of live a video game that's set in the West. And Mm. everyone else are robots. Hosts. Mm. Hosts, they are called. Um, But the hosts can maybe be sentient sometimes and remember – like, and they they 
they die, and every time they die, they get taken in, get fixed, and sent back out with their memories erased. But maybe sometimes they remember that they have died, and maybe sometimes things go bad because of that. Uh, there's it is uh, an amazing cast: uh, Anthony Hopkins, uh, um, Ed Harris, uh, can't remember people's names. Uh, Tandy Newton is one of the hosts. Uh, there's like a, it is a, it's a very it's an ensemble cast. There's a lot of different people, but very surely going like going in you you think you know like it it has a very good blend of of mystery and intrigue but giving you like just enough answers to keep you it doesn't there's not in so many mysteries that you're gonna like what's happening like you're never lost they do a very good job of kind of leading you to where they want like i think the strongest part about it this is the storytelling like just as a person who finds that inherently interesting, I think their use of of different storylines going at different times and you you know connecting all these dots in different ways, like in world building, and it's it's a really good show. I don't want to if I talk too much, I'm going to spoil stuff. I don't want to tell you like half the fun is like I didn't. There's of course so many people like it was one of those shows people watch week to week and started like what does that mean what does this mean what does that mean and i just dove in and watched all 10 episodes basically in two days and didn't read any of that and so i was kind of it was fun for just to have all these mysteries kind of just be brought up and then i get the answers and like it's everything makes sense and all the puzzles puzzle pieces fit by the end you mean like watch a show like normal yeah, and not just like obsessed with it and make it yeah unpleasant. Like, oh, this is a fine part of my life, and I'm not going to be insane. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's better for the, that I do that than watch yes. something week to week and go like, what does that one thing mean? Did it mean something, or is that meaning less? Like I and it feels everything does feel purposeful. Um, the there I and I didn't really think about it until I saw someone talk about it after I finished. They're like exposition works so much like here's how to make put exposition in your tv show hire anthony hopkins <laughs> because he can read anything and make it sound good and make yeah. it sound natural because he's an amazing actor and that's and that's like everything in it like i think the hiring of all pretty much all a stellar cast was important because half the time the stuff coming out of their mouths could be gobbledygook if it wasn't like if it wasn't perfectly uh like demonstrated so if you haven't watched westworld you should go watch westworld i there's a, it, it you it's good science fiction and I think we had that uh, talk about like Luke Cage about in all the Marvel shows about their pacing, right? About like how it felt like sometimes they were trying to create too many episodes with a, 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 a probably too not enough material. I feel like all Westworld is very dense, and it it felt good. It felt like everything. Like I saw a review, it's like it was uneven. I'm like, ah, I don't think I didn't it didn't feel uneven to me. It felt like every single episode felt jam packed full of stuff. Like it, mm-hmm. they had so many plot lines going on every time I was like, wow, I want it. What's happening there? What's happening there? What's happening there? I want to know. Um, well, it's it. Someone's going to hate something. Of course. That's just the truth. Ed Rubaker also wrote one of the episodes. So there's a tenuous connection to comic books. Yeah. That's why everyone in comics is talking about it. But 
all of, it's all really good and i am it ends really i mean it, it's it has a <laughs> there's a great cliffhanger at the end of season one i am very i am ready for season two but that's not until 2018 apparently so i'll have to wait God. wait a while i mean i can understand look watching the show why it would take a while to create another season like i imagine the writing is pretty extensive and there's seems to be a lot of moving parts that would make it also extraordinarily violent and lots of nudity sold it's a hbo show i guess i should say it's a it's a genre hbo show we don't want to scare away all the non-nerds let's just throw in a lot of violence and nudity Mm -hmm. although the most of the nudity is actually clinical for the most part because all the hosts when they're not in the simulation they are naked because it's an easy way to discern them from people you should watch it eric you'd like it okay it's only 10 episodes too it goes really fast i have to get me some hbo's what you been up to what you been doing oh god almighty dude like nothing i'm kind of been thinking like i have been listening to an outrageous amount of rap lately and like i don't know we we were talking about uh the new run the jewels album which is coming out in a few weeks i think that the release date is still kind of unclear january i think sometime i could not like i googled it and i could not find the answer not in the first couple of results um i swear i had read it before but it does seem like it's it's imminent um but i think like i have not heard an album that's better than Aesop Rock's new album. Have you listened to it yet? I listened to that one track that has a kitty cat in the music video that you sent to me. That, that, I, that I sent to you. Yes, mm-hmm. it's that whole, it's that album. I like that song. I, I, well, it's good. And it's about a cat. It's about his cat named Kirby. I can get behind um, that. Yeah. Like that, I, I think like listening to this album and like I've gotten deeper into, uh, into this quote. I mean, I think to call him underground is kind of ridiculous. Like, cause that's what they, like, they call him underground. They call MF Doom underground. And that's ridiculous because they're actually like pretty huge. They're just like indie label rappers. Yeah. But I mean, they, they do pretty well. And I, I don't know. They get around. I think just because they're not on the radio all the time. That's what, no, they're, that's what I don't the, think, I don't know that either one of them are, would ever be on the radio. I mean, that's what, that's what it's, underground it's, is nowadays, even though the radio is yeah. becoming more and more obsolete every, no, it's completely ridiculous and obsolete. Um, but, uh, it's the impossible kid. I think you should listen to the whole album, but like listening to it and like reading the lyrics, reading his other lyrics, like I'm becoming like borderline obsessed with his work and with MF Doom's work, but like Aesop in particular, you know, hearing him talk about sort of who he is and how he's like this weird private guy and so many of his songs are like, like the exact opposite because most rap is about like how badass they are and all of his are about like, yeah, I have an anxiety disorder and like I'm depressed and here's a song that's like, I'm going to die in my apartment and my cat's going to eat my face. <laughs> you know, like he's a damned weirdo and it's really interesting. And I, I, I don't know. 
I, I, I mean, I do find that when you can learn about an artist, their work is instantly more interesting. But I don't know. This is I. I was always a fan, you know, up mm-hmm. until this. And when I first heard this album, I did not like it. And now I'm pretty obsessed with it. I listen to it a lot. Um, but I think, like, you know, just in just to have something to talk about, I think it's worth mentioning because it's probably my album of 2016. I haven't heard anything else that comes even close to it. It's really damned amazing. Well, available will, on on your Spotify. I will be traveling uh for an entire day this week, so mm-hmm. I will have time to listen to music. There you go. Listen to it 10 times like I do. I I don't know. Like I I that idea that they're underground is almost like that word is losing more and more meaning every day with music. No, it's 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 true, you know, if you like let me see how many how many followers he has on various things on Twitter, 111,000 and 53,000 on Instagram, which is weird to me. I thought that more people were on Instagram than were on Twitter. I don't, I have no idea. I mean, clearly he's got more followers on Twitter. Twitter's been around longer. No, it has, but I just thought Instagram had, uh, a better fan base. I stopped using Instagram. I like I, it. I, I don't like non-chronological feeds. Meh. If I could just turn I'm that sorry. If I could just turn that off, I think I'd be I'd be I'd like it again. That's like the only thing that keeps me from interacting with it. I'll post stuff to it, but I don't really like read it ever. I don't read it either. Oh, okay. I I mean I I rarely rarely do. I will pop on occasionally and favorite a couple of things but largely i never i never even look at it i never scroll through it i don't do that with tumblr either which bugs me i feel like there's a lot of good content on both that i miss out on Uh, tumblr is solely like absurdity for me like Mm -hmm. i subscribe to only people who are post like ridiculous things nothing that even like it's nothing that's sensible it's always just like you People who twist memes until they're like Dada, basically, mm-hmm. and archived Vine videos or whatever before Vine disappears. They're touring in early 2017. That's all I found. <laughs> I've been looking for Run the Jewels, trying to figure out if they. <laughs> and they're touring in early 2017, so I suppose that probably would mean that their album would be coming out at the same time, or about the same time. You, do you know that you can play as them in Gears of War four? That's ridiculous. I was watching someone stream Gears of War 4, and they had paid the extra money for the Run the Jewels pack, and you could play as Killer Mike or LP. And they actually recorded, like, stingers for when they kill stuff. <laughs> Do you know that uh, LP and Aesop Rock used to used to record together? doesn't surprise me. I know that I've, I know that LP's been a producer for a long time, so... Yeah, they, they have a... Uh... They have a weird beef that neither one of them talk about that apparently something happened between the two of them and they don't, they just like, it's like this weird elephant in the room. I don't know. I'm being be Florida soon. I know. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. All right, Eric, you ready to talk about 
You ready to be warm? Yeah, I am ready to be warm. So I was going to ask you if you want ready to talk about uh, gothic, southern gothic college students. I am I am very eager to talk about this weird book. <laughs> Good. Okay. It is time for our final segment. We can move on over to Nearby Book Club. Nearby Book Club is the part of the show. Eric and I, Eric and I will assign a longer collected work like you would in a book club. Discuss it in depth. This week we are reading Wet Moon by, by Sophie Campbell, volumes one through three. Um, I had no idea what I was going to be reading. You had suggested this. I think you hadn't you hadn't read this before, had you? No. Or you just heard about it? Uh, I had seen it on the shelf. I feel like I had heard people talk about it. Um, never picked it up. Did not really know what to expect. Kind of, I don't know. This makes a lot of sense. In what way? What do you mean? Um, this is just sort of one of those things that my understanding of it was that it was, I thought it was about lesbians. I thought it was like about dykes to watch out for. And it kind of sort of is, but that's not really the focus. I don't really think the focus is even on like being weird goth kids as much as it's just sort of being like, I don't know. Young. Wayward, troubled, young. Yes. Um, yeah. Slice of life. Yeah. Very it, slice of life. I really hope it doesn't. I hope that girl doesn't turn out to be uh, an actual serial killer. I feel like that would be very boring. I like I yeah. I, I was expecting more spooky. I think mm-hmm. I think uh, just from a glance at and and like you suggested, I'm like yeah, sure, that sounds interesting. We should check it out. And I was at a glance, I was like, okay, it's they call it Southern Goth, like the this even like a slice of life Southern Gothic, modern Southern Gothic kind of yeah appeal with. Uh, like a varied cast, huge cast. And I, I think I, there are very, there's like, it's, there's spooky stuff in it, like weird, strange stuff. Mm-hmm. But it is but it, very just, small it's, percentage. It, it's what? A very small percentage. It is yeah. mostly like these very young college students, like just, you know, being college students, being, you know, Jumping in and out of relationships, uh, like, you know, finding themselves, being bitchy to each other. Mm-hmm. Felt webcomic-y in parts? I think a little bit. Just the just the dialogue, the style, like that. And I think any, I read any slice of life. It, I think it's most of the, uh, most webcomics are, that I'm familiar with, at least, are that slice of life style. You know, there's it's very much, you know, everyday dialogue. So mm-hmm. I think when I read a comic book like that, it just makes me think of it. Do you like it? I think so. I don't know that I need to read a whole lot more of it, but I I do like it. Uh, I like the art. I like the way she draws, and I think I like the characters, and I think they're all incredibly unlikable. Yeah, I think that was the problem. The my main problem. I like I like it. I think I I echo your sentiments in that I think I like it. I don't think I need to read any more of it necessarily. Like maybe when it's com- it I, it doesn't feel like a comic that hasn't that has an end in mind. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm, you know, I got what it is and what it's saying, and I, I appreciate it for what it is. But in very much like likes to watch out for, which is another slice of life comic in a lot of ways. 
a lot of the characters are not they're i mean they're young and stupid i mean mm-hmm. I, I i think that's purposeful that yes there are like cleo i think is theoretically cleo's the main character yeah and she's 18 i think or 19 mm-hmm. she's 18 okay she's a pisces march 3rd <laughs> mike's mike pierce's birthday is march 3rd well that's good there I, I i i mean i don't mind i think mm-hmm. i don't mind cleo I mean, she's all right. I think some of, I mean, everyone, all the characters are whiny from time to time, uh, but most of it, I like Mara. I really don't like Mara. Which one's Mara? Uh, the the black girl with a lot of piercings that she takes out. Yeah, and the weird hair on the back of her head. Yeah, she never really made that much of an impression to me. I just didn't like her character design. She was the one who was, which was the one that was angry that she didn't get to hang out with uh, with Cleo enough. That was the other one, the other girl. Mara's the one that we see closer to the beginning. I think it's when, yes. when the story starts. It's Mara, it's Cleo, and it is uh, this really skinny girl. Um, yeah, I can't think of her name. I she, can't think she, of it either. She has a very the nerdy girl. Yeah, Star Trek tattoo girl. There's a, where is that page that has all the characters on them? There's uh, one in. Uh... It's in the first volume. Here. It's in the back. Yeah. No, there's there's one in each volume. Trilby. Trilby. The trouble with Trilby. <laughs> it's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of the characters aren't like are okay, can are, are there any characters you can definitively state that you do like? Trilby. You I like, like Trilby. You like Trilby? Trilby's Trilby's tr- pretty terrible in some points. Mm-hmm. Um but I still I don't know. The fact that she's like a closet nerd is uh, is really, really great. And I liked the scenes with her and that boyfriend. I don't know. Weird alien ghosts. Yeah. Like, just, just, just something about her that I, I, I don't know. I can't really describe it. I think m- mostly the characters interest me. I don't know how much I like it. Like I think Nat, I think her name is Natalie. I think Natalie's really fascinating. I I don't know. There's hardly any of them that I don't find really interesting, but not good. Did you ever get confused by the number of characters in this? Yeah, particularly since she draws them different in every every uh, trade. Yeah, they her style is, changes a little bit. Well, I mean, I do think she improves a lot. I mean, she was no slouch even in the first book, but I think that like her cartooning gets better and her just her just sheer drawing ability gets a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know yeah. I particularly noticed the, like two between two and three in particular, it, it, that mm-hmm. w- was a, it felt like a big change. Not necessarily and that, like you're like, I think you're right in that it it's, in the end for the better, but it does kind of make the characters a little tough to follow. Yeah. You're like, Oh, it's that, that's who that is now. You know, they, there's lots of people with like alternative haircuts mm-hmm. and a lot of different relationships I'm trying to keep track of. And it was difficult at times for me to remember what, not necessarily like, to identify a character on site, which I think she does a good enough job with the designs that I can nece- I can mostly tell them apart. Yeah. But keeping all their relationships straight was 
difficult. Like trying to remember Cleo's fighting with these th- with this person who is then in fighting with this other person, and they're relate like these two are are dating or these two were dating and now they're not like trying to keep all that stuff straight in my mind was a problem for me i don't know it i didn't really struggle with it too terrible much i find that i I don't know i never really had that problem can't remember anyone's name but you know (laughs) (laughs) i i actually i think i i remember the names pretty well i think there's some brain study that could be done I remember the kitty cat's name. And goes missing, mm. disappears. The poor kitty. Why is it a poor kitty? It knows what it's doing. It doesn't know what it's doing. It's a simple. It's a simple country cat. Now it's in the college town and doesn't know where it's at. I may have given a little bit more characteristics to this cat than may be implied by this comic book. <laughs> you are funny. You are truly obsessed with cats. <laughs> What is happening with Fern? Fern is the bald girl with the the arm. Uh, yes, very, very, very skinny with piercings on her back, bald with the. She's just. I don't know that there's even anything happening. It, this is. It's. It was a. It just, kind of. It, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, it, it doesn't feel, it feels like, it's like the girl that they see on the side of the road with, with one arm, mm-hmm. who takes pictures of herself in the dirt. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing that, there's tons of things in this, it's like the gun that doesn't fire. And I, I hope that that happens. You know, it, it occurs to me that it, that girl isn't sitting around waiting to stab someone, she's probably like observing things that trigger her and then she goes off and cuts herself. That seems likely. Yeah, so that's but I I did I read articles about like what is coming in this cuz I obviously like this is not the full story. There you think yeah. there's there's three more volumes up through 6 and I think uh she's working on 7 now I think because she was working on the new gem in the holograms comic. Yeah. And now she's been completed that, so now she's working on volume seven of this. Apparently, there are murders that happen. Ugh. I don't know that's, that's terrible. who or what does it, but they allude to deaths. So I don't I know. definitely don't want that in this. I, I don't. I just the first time we see Fern, it was very like waited. That was the first time where I. I Got into the book thinking, I know what this, I, did, I, I don't know what this book is. I think I'm going to get spooky stuff. But then you get a lot of just like, hey, it's slice of life with like, you know, people who have weird haircuts and like, like goth music and punk and metal and whatever, dark stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we get a scene where they go to this club and Fern's there. And I'm like, what? you can't just have her hanging about. Like, and she's has, she lives in this old mansion and, like, you see her in, like, the swamp, like, crawling around. I just, I'm, I, I, it feels like there's an identity crisis going on. That's, yeah, I, I think I get that. I mean, that is just kind of what this comic is, is, I feel like it was something, I mean, you, do you know anything about Sophie Campbell? Uh, she's trans. 
And she's trans. She has yeah, worked. That's... She's worked on Gem and the Holograms. Yeah, that's that... about all. There's not a lot of information about her. Um, this was originally published under her old name. Yes, it was originally published as Ross. Um, I think this is a lot of author appeal. Um, certainly a lot about the way that she draws women. I wonder if she's like, if she's a lesbian. I wonder that. Uh, but it certainly like there's an obsession with female bodies in the way this is drawn. Like that's a big thing that I like about this, you know, mm -hmm. apart from the fact like particularly this third volume, it's really excellent cartooning. I was going to say like it gets more exaggerated. In the, yeah, th in the it, third it, volume. It makes me pretty happy. Um, but there's like R. Crumb levels of body obsession, you know, and there's just like these weird pinups of all of the women in this. They're just like sitting in the beach in their underwear or whatever in the shit they're doing. It's really super strange. I, I mean, I like some of it. I really like that body obsession, I think, is interesting. Like, obviously, there's what Myrtle who cuts mm -hmm. and like uh cleo obviously has a problem like with self-esteem and how her body looks yeah um, i uh the two or three scenes there's this was her name was myrtle is the the, is the, the girlfriend the, yes myrtle is the girlfriend i think it's myrtle. yeah i think it's myrtle i could be wrong i want to say it's an m at least mm. yeah it's myrtle i was right okay but you know i i like i think that's I, I mean, that's interesting. I think that is a, like, I, like, showing these bodies in that way, I think is, it's, like, doing pinups of people who are, like, don't like their own bodies. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's, like, an interesting idea of, like, showing, doing this comic about these people who are, are fragile uh, body image, and then, like, showing, I, I don't know, it, it's interesting but i i don't i don't know i don't i never felt like it felt out of place it felt like this is what this comic is yeah it's it's a collection of really weird and random stuff that it just seems like sophie finds interesting and important to her this is i think this is a lot less about telling a story as much as collecting things that are important to her I don't know. It's a lot of author appeal, you know, and I don't necessarily mean that in an overwhelmingly negative way that it's just, I don't know. It's such a weird world that she's crafted and so far removed from my own experience that it's hard for me not to find something that I enjoy. It's like, I don't know. It's like looking inside a really weird snow globe. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I... Yeah, I have no – this is a completely foreign experience, like what is – what these people are doing in their lives. Like I, it is nothing I have any experience with, so that is inherently compelling to me, like cause, because it's so foreign. I think I always try and – when I'm looking at fiction, I always try and assign a larger narrative to things. Yeah. And I think – that I I know that I shouldn't necessarily because some things are created without a larger narrative in mind. Mm. And also, there is a sh section of 
consumers even like of any fiction who don't necessarily want or need a larger narrative like like what you say author appeal like i yeah the people who like this kind of thing don't necessarily want some grand narrative to that something is questionable content (laughs) it's not really that i mean there's some stuff in it but there's from hell is way way worse than this Like the, I just think, like I think, I mean, this reminds me of of that though questionable content. It reminds me of um, dykes to watch out for. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think imposing that larger narrative and putting murders and making like a, a who done it or something, yeah, is kind of a weird wrong direction for this. I don't know. I feel it's, it's not it's none of my business, I guess, other than like I'm a consumer of comic books. No, I I I think that I mean we've already both said we probably wouldn't read more of this, but I think that that's the only like that's the thing that would kept, that had me come back and read more later on is something mm-hmm. like I want to if there is meaning behind those things, even if it is assigned like after the fact. It feels like I don't like there's that weird like. Uh, like local family that Cleo buys cigarettes for that girl, like they're just ha- hanging around, and there's the I don't there there's feels like there's things here at the edges that have some sort of meaning, but who knows? Maybe they're they're just there because they wanted to put that in at that exact moment. Yeah, I it's I think that is just foreign to me in the way I how I would tell a story. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I come up with an idea for a story and I'm like, and I want to tell it, I think, okay, what is the end goal here? You know, what am I doing it? What is the overarching shape of this? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tightly constructed package and you only put in things. It's like an economy to it. Right. Where this is just a meandering collection of, you know, characters and weird knickknacks. Yeah, do you think the writing is you do you like the dialogue? You think it's uh, yeah. does it feel real? It I mean I think they've made a good collection of colorful and interesting characters. Like at no point do I not buy it, you know? Right. I think even from the beginning, which it feels a lot more raw and a lot more kind of childish uh in probably the first half of that book, but you get through a little bit more of it. It it feels more real and more fleshed out. Yeah, I think by the time you even like get your, by the time I got a handle on what it was, I'm like, okay, this is probably what the, this this is what this feels like. I was mm-hmm. I, I I was kind of in with the characters and was like, okay, I know yeah, and I I don't I feel like the character actions are they are the I think the core of the book. Honestly, you know, they are the thing that is guiding everything. Yeah, and they root it and make it feel they give it its authenticity. Like I, I think like books, like you mentioned questionable content, like though that's why you read that stuff in the first place is because the character interactions and the character, the characters feel real and their, their interactions feel real. And this has that it ha- and the, the characters feel it's because it is a mostly female cast mm-hmm. and it is mostly females interacting with other females. I just, you know, I, it, it, it is a, compl- 
it is harder for me to gauge the authenticity of that. Yeah. Like I'm a dude. I don't know what girls, I don't know. Like I presume that most women sound exactly the same when they talk to other women, but I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't like, I, I don't know. Like, so it feels real to me, but I don't, I've never been a particularly gossipy person. Yeah. So when it's like a book is has a lot of gossip in it, I go. Ah, no, I know. I don't know what that is, but I know that people exist like that, so I can't just. Dis- I'm not going to dismiss it. Did you read all those song lyrics? We got that is the thing a weird parallel yeah. from this to from hell to this is the fact yeah. that they're the interspersed in this are like poetry and song lyrics. I thought that was, I thought that was funny, and that they both have like dark ominous kind of what you, what's the word for those things um the bumps yeah bumps whatever the chapter bumps yeah i recognize exactly two of the band shirts that they were that people were wearing uh yeah i didn't i think all the bands that are in the comic are ones that are personal friends with of hers i recognized erasure and otep yeah, there's several bands that are that I recognize in this in the section. I think was it in the first book only to where it said the likes and dislikes and all the stuff that the the various girls liked. I think it was in the first one only. Recognize a tremendous amount of those bands. This book reminds me so much of uh my friend Cameron that I went to New York with. I he as he grew up in a place not far from here. It's in Pasco called moon lake florida Mm. that he said is the worst single place he's ever lived (laughs) i can't help but think that wet moon florida is based off of this or based off of that place i i that's what i often like i I, where is is wet moon in florida yes it says that explicitly oh i didn't even i did not catch that at any point yeah it's uh hometown wet moon florida they're all, they're all Florida girls. But there's a art co- art school there. Mm-hmm. A liberal, at least a, li- a liberal arts college. Yeah, that's not very much like Moon Lake, Florida. No, not at all. I is it, like is Wet Moon. How big is this town? Like, there's that map you see, but is that the entire area? I wonder. Because it feels very small. Yeah. But is that merely just? how we are just shown it, you know, like how, how we are. I think that's, it's not necessarily the whole thing. Okay. I mean, she has to get on a bus that when, when she loses her shoes, you know, she, she has to, she doesn't walk home and it, you know, there's how many of, did I, 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 that's the other thing that really confused me. Like who lives where and with who else? Like I, I was losing track of who was a roommate to other, to who, it's like there's six of them that uh, are in dorms. The other ones are just kind of off doing whatever. Um, Natalie and that other girl are Cleo's roommates. I'm trying to think who the other three are. Like, I think Trilby has roommates, but I don't know where. And uh, what's this? The soup stealer guy lives yeah. with... Audrey? Audrey. Not not Mara. No. What the hell is that guy's name? It's like S. Starts with an S. 
What, Slicer? Slicer, that's it. Of course that's his name. That was my grandmother's name. Her first name is Slicer? Mm Mm-hmm. Old Grandma Slicer Goodnight. Your family. That's not true, dude. That's just a joke that I tell everyone. I don't know anymore. Your middle name's Zebulon. You can't <laughs> you can't do that to me. I I do legit know a guy whose his name is easy. His his name are the 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 letters easy. Well they <laughs> Like those are not his initials. Those are yes, it's the name. Yeah. Does he go by easy? He goes by easy. Or just E. He's, well, his son goes by Z because he's Easy Smith the third, or maybe the fourth. I don't know. I kind of feel like the. I, I kind of feel like Coach Smith was the third. <sighs> anyway, anyway, your stupidity is going to be your undoing. It is. I can't help it. Yeah. I just trust you so much. It's true. You tell me your grandma's name was Slicer. I go okay. You have to believe everything that I say. It's a curse. My grandma's name was Beatrice. Okay. My grandfather's name was Ludwig. It's a good name. Isn't Did that you one believe of, that one? Isn't that one of the Koopa kids? Is Ludwig? Yeah, who's named after Beethoven. Yes. Because they're all named after musicians. Did you not know that? I did know that, yes. Okay. Even though my, grandfather's, my grandfather's middle name was actually Ludwig. Or Ludwig, to hear my brother pronounce it. Well, I mean, that's the proper German pronunciation. Yes, and we are such proper Germans. You 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 told me that they were they seemed at home in Germany, so mm. you could see the 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 heritage. Mm-hmm. I this is a weird complaint. This is a weird book. Complain away. <laughs> it's when they refer to color in a book that's not colored. That it, it this is not the only book that has done that. It's just. Whenever they go, oh, I mean, when they when they make mention of hair colors, you yeah, mean? yeah, when they go, oh, I liked it more when it was blue. I'm like, it's when was it? I I don't. It's only yeah. blue on the cover, and but every all the pages inside are black and white. Like I don't, mm-hmm. my I, okay, it's blue, but that doesn't. Scott, I think Scott Pilgrim does that before it was colored. I guess that's true. You punch the blue out of her hair. Mm-hmm. Why would you prefer it not to devolve into murder and spookiness? Why not do it sooner? You know, if you if you got three trades of dicking around, then I think the book is about dicking around. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I understand. To to do f- like three or four or however many trades of dicking around, and then all of a sudden people are getting killed. Even if you're telegraphing it, just like why? What is what's the point of putting that off for so long? It's super strange. It's a. I, I mean, I don't know. Is it about tension? It doesn't make sense. I. I think after a certain point, I was. Ex, I kept expecting the other shoe to drop about like the spooky, like some spooky thing to happen. Finally, you know, they kept alluding to to Marlene like having claws and being some kind of monster, and the yeah. Fern's weird situation, and the creepy family that just. They keep cutting to that young girl, the teenage girl who wants cigarettes, and I think they call her heroin girl at some point. And like the it like I I, I don't know. I think I think it makes it's fine if this thing ends up being like 
20 trades. Like, in the greater scope of it, the violence starts relatively early. Mm-hmm. But if it ends up being 8, if you wait till the halfway point to get the violence, like, to suddenly have this slice of life comic that has a lot, that starts having death in it, I don't know. It does, It I think, again, trying to prescribe a greater narrative isn't necessarily going to be fruitful. Even when Campbell herself is maybe building one at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I that it that happens a lot of the time. It's just I think that these types of comics that are often like plotless. You know, there's not a plot really. It's like these people exist. That's the plot. Yeah. Um. That's what you get. Existence. Any ascribing any plot to it might feel unnatural, but. Maybe it's just the characters are leading in that direction. I, you know, it's hard to say. You know, we have seen a lot of murder, and uh, I maybe does it make it? Does that take away anything from it? Like having introducing violence? Do you think this is more unique if there is no violence in it? Real violence? At yeah, least? I mean, I I think so. You know, we just read from hell. <laughs> we did. It's it's pretty easy to. Particularly like the first book came out in 2005 or 2006 or something. Mm-hmm. The world was pretty well different then. And I think a, a weird book about, you know, fat goth lesbian teenagers. It's real anomalous. Even so today. I don't know that it's a story that I needed to be told to me, but I'm sure there are people that see this and appreciate it. And I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a thing that I'm glad exists, honestly. It's weird as shit, but I don't know. It's anomalous. It makes me kind of happy. It's much, a a much more pleasant read than From Hell. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, the scene, the scene with, uh, Trilby and her boyfriend in bed is so adorable. Yeah, it end- it endears you to them. Yeah, it's sweet. It's really, really cute. He's making out with her, and he has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> it's really adorable. I I think. Uh, do you think there's that those the characters have changed much over those three volumes? <sighs> it feels like Trilby. I I feel like they got more likable. Yeah. As you went, Trilby on. was horrible in that first book. I'm like, this person's terrible. Like, I really disliked her at first, but her hiding the Star Trek tape, that instantly won her a ton of points with me. <laughs> Who would you recommend this to? Um, do you know any goth teenage lesbian uh, in your life? Uh, no, I don't know any, personally. Okay. It, it's kind of past the time of my life where I make friends with. And like, I I seem to I anything but the lesbian part. I can make say I'm I make friends with lesbians if I meet one. I'm pretty okay making friends with just about anyone. But I just I don't really meet teenagers. I've met I've met several people lately that are too young to drink. I don't know. Um, I don't know who I would suggest this to. I I wonder. I mean, I would imagine that the the fan base for this is mostly female, so I would recommend them female. I think if you liked uh if you like Dykes to watch out for, um 
I think this is maybe another interesting thing to read. If you like Slice if of Life looking, comics. If you like Slice of Life, I think also, you know, people who like questionable content might enjoy this. I think it they're cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. I really am wondering how different it, it gets. Any reservations about people starting with Volume 1? I don't think so. I do think that the later volumes are better, but <coughs> I I don't know. I don't have a huge problem with it. Okay. Yeah, that's a, I mean I saw other I saw people online going like, "Well, you could maybe start with volume 3 because it is kind of more re- fully realized, but mm-hmm. I don't it's not a big it's not a drastic change, I think for the most part. Uh the first volume, I feel like it is like her art is still good. It's very good, but it it improves quite a lot. I kind of actually sometimes I like seeing that, you know, as I'm reading yeah. a comic, I enjoy seeing that the the change. Uh it's it's interesting the growth. To, yeah, to see an artist how how they shift their style and and grow. Um I mean, yeah, those the similar. I mean, a lot of people probably you kind of by just that description, you kind of already know like, hey, do you like like slice of life comics that are kind of spooky, gothy, uh, you know, uh, mo- mainly women characters. Like, yeah, like that's. I think you say that to someone and they go, eh, "No, thank you." Or, "Yeah, that sounds great." I think it's just like I don't think an elevator pitch for this comic is that difficult. I think it it actually once you read it, you pretty much know exactly what it is. It's just weird. It's a weird thing. I don't know. I like weird things. I'm glad weird things exist. Mm-hmm. There need to be there need to be more weird things. Yeah. The weird the, you need the weird in your life. You gotta let it in. Mm-hmm. Alright, folks. That was Wet Moon by Sophie Campbell, volumes one through three. Uh our next episode, I will be traveling. I'll be in Florida in the nice warm weather for the holidays. Uh I will not be able to record again until the New Year's Day, New Year's weekend. And that weekend, we will be giving out handies. It's time for the year-end awards, so uh, no book club for that episode. Just be uh, giving out some awards for what we think are the best and worst comics of the year. We'll see how many Brian K. Vaughn gets this year. I'm going to withhold everything for Brian K. Vaughn. I'm going on a handy strike. <laughs> it's good. It's good to know. Yeah. Do you have any but any uh, other like picketers with you, or you by yourself? Oh, you know, usually it's a solo affair. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, like like we said early in the podcast, it's gonna be really difficult to be as dumb as we are. <laughs> we are the Handsome Voice Comics cool. Hour. <laughs> you can find us at handsomevoicecomicshour dot com. Links to everything there to our Facebook, facebook.com slash Handsome Voice Comics Hour, Twitter at HBC Hour. You can email us at handsomevoicecomics at gmail.com. If you like the show, give us a five star review on iTunes or subscribe. It really helps us out. Uh, we apologize for our idiocy. You can find me. I, don't, I, I apologize for nothing, sir. <laughs> okay. You can find me on Twitter at Mixmaster Serial. That's on my X M A S T E R C E R E A L. Eric, where can they find you and your stuff online? That's a very, very good question. You can 
see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com and see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my, excuse me, that includes my Instagram where I am known as easygoodnight and my Twitter where I am at Mr. Bad Example spelled MR Bad Example. Quit laughing at me. I was coughing, not laughing. Quit coughing at me. I've talked a lot today. Okay. I My throat is... Talk a lot every day. I don't I don't see people every day, okay? Except my wife and cats. They're not people. Your, your, your wife cats. With that, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.